and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. Hi, Money Magicians. Welcome to the to episode three of the Money Magic series. Like, I don't know if this series is going to be bigger than the 12 episodes that I've planned or what. I have a feeling I'm going to want to keep doing this because it's so much fun. So with me today is another Money Magic student, Tusani. Welcome, Tusani. <laughs> thank you very much, Vangile, and thank you, magicians, for having me and for listening as we engage. Yeah. So, Tusani, please tell us about yourself and what you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm a civil servant uh, by training. And also by profession and really on a daily basis in terms of what I do, I practice as an international relations practitioner. Uh, Currently, I'm based at the city of Johannesburg. So Mm. I help them with uh, interfacing with international stakeholders and also basically just creating a global footprint and um, managing strategic international relationships on behalf of the city. And then also... Who knew that the city of Johannesburg had such illustrious people? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing, though. Thank you. And also... What I also do as a side job, I'm also getting into a consulting as well uh, in terms of international relations. So I help companies and individuals who would like to package themselves, you know, as a commodity mm. out there globally to 
to create, you know, a package which is sellable, uh, wow. which can make a good business case to international stakeholders. So I would help with um, packaging messages. I would help with uh, matchmaking meetings. I would also help wow. with uh, writing briefing packs and research and any other thing that has also not been thought of as well, I, I guess, in that line of work. My favorite thing in that was the matchmaking, you know, like just the collaborations with uh, companies and people across countries. So, so powerful. So, so powerful. So, wow, Tosani, I'm just going to jump into it. Oh, I forgot. I wanted to say you are also an author. (laughs) So please don't forget that. It's such a huge privilege to be an author, to have published a book, to do speaking engagements around your book. Do you mind telling Mm -hmm. us just a short snippet of what the book is about? This is why I'm here, so that I can remind the students about their awesomeness. (laughs) Yeah, Bangalore, like you're saying, I'm also a self-published author. Um, I'm sitting on the cusp of something. I'm I'm also contemplating uh, taking the the traditional publishing route. You know, when we started with the um, lockdown, I have been taking a a writing course and it's my second writer's course. And uh, maybe I may be getting republished, but under a traditional publishing house. But the book essentially looks at... um, uh, what can I say? Rebuilding yourself after you have gone through life challenges and um, yes. just that um, you can rebuild for yourself as a human person. Yes. Can you hear me? After. Yes, I hear you. Okay, cool. After you have gone through trauma, so I evaluate. Yes. Um, Slightly economic issues, um, physical issues in terms of rebuilding your body. I look at um, spiritual issues. Then I also look slightly at issues of uh, the corporate angle as well, if, 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 if I can just yeah. say that. Oh, wow. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> That's actually how I, I mean, you were already a student when I found out about the book, you know, but I, this is like, for me, that the book is always the highlight of who you are, right? So I'm just going to yeah. jump in and ask you, what does money mean to you? Sure. And if you had to describe money to an alien, what would you tell them? <laughs> I love that. Um, if I had to describe money to an alien, what would I say about what money means to me? I think money for me means it's energy, you know? Yes. And it's energy which is um, expandable. But if you tap into how we are raised or how we are taught to socialize with money, 
we do not view mm. it as energy we view it only as a a commodity so yes. for me i think you know if you look at money in terms of energy it means energy comes in and energy mm. goes out and mm. the way in which then we would relate to money maybe because of the trauma or the fears and the doubt and the worries and anxieties that have faced us wow. in life circumstances we yes. do not sometimes know how to expand that energy so maybe we may hoard the energy uh because we are afraid that if we spend it it may not come back mm. but you know also when i look at uh, relating to money i i look at it as an it's an emotional thing i'm a person who loves um beautiful <laughs> luxurious things so for me yeah i think it's a currency that has the ability to buy you anything that you want you know yes um, people like to say that um money can buy you happiness but uh it's much more comfortable for you to cry in a mercedes benz rather than on a bicycle i don't know about I, you that is true <laughs> i rather you know expand my money energy in a comfortable yeah. setting yes yeah i remember one <laughs> one of my friends did um a tarot for me and then she told me something about the guy that i would marry apparently i don't even know if i should say this on here but anyway and then she just told me she was just like all i'm just going to tell you is just remember that when you get upset it is always better to cry on a persian carpet than a concrete floor <laughs> I was like what that's supposed to mean and she's like you'll figure it out when you meet him I was like okay <laughs> but yeah I agree <laughs> no totally I am totally totally in line with that and you know I think you don't know that I'm a practicing christian right so you know, like the kind of biblical principles that you would be taught to align yeah. this with money would be uh money is the root of all evil and you know things like that that just by being on your course yeah. have been forced to challenge yes yes right spiritual issues to say um i love god deeply but i'm not going yes. to serve him while i'm a pauper or a poor <laughs> i am going to you know i'm going to symbolize that abundance yeah. Uh, yeah if i can arrive at church in an um what is that bmw that is worth <laughs> 1.8 million and i'm going to tell you a little wow. story why not you know you, so yeah i want to hear the story later <laughs> This is so amazing. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing, right? We often feel like um the ones we get is in order, right? Like somehow 
being financially free makes you less spiritual. I, I mean, I used to believe that at some point, but now when I think about it, I'm like, but how does that work? Like, why would having more comfort and ease in my life automatically make me lose faith? Like, how does that jump? (laughs) Wouldn't I somehow, like, I feel like the more that I've been able to heal my money story and heal my deep traumas around money and family stories, I've been able to be like, thank you, thank you. I felt Mm -hmm. more gratitude. And that has Mm -hmm. also helped me go deeper in my spirituality to say, it's not that I'm unique. It's that it's just something beautiful is happening. And I know that it's not all me. There's something Mm -hmm. that is guiding me and that for me has been so powerful absolutely and you know just to anchor on that point that you're making you know when we uh started with uh, the lockdown process i i I took the period to to just do a bit of deeper inner work you know and i remember some of the conversations that i would have with with God and the universe, you know. Yes. I would tell the two of them that I need um, to work on finding ways of expanding yes. at an even faster rate so that I can spend my time not worrying about money, but doing yes. the work that fulfills purpose, you know. And you can't exactly. do that about money all the time. You can't, hey? This is so, so true. It's like you can't do a lot of things when, like, there's money at the back of your mind that you're worried about. Like, I'm thinking a huge thing that I knew that I wanted to do the work that I do in Wealthy Money. But at the back of my mind, I always thought, like, how could I charge for this? How could I charge for this? And then I realized that if I don't charge for this, I'm going to get exhausted and depleted and then I will never be able to show up the way that I show up for the students. Like people are always like, oh, you respond to inboxes ASAP. You respond to um, a student uh, posts and discussions instantly. That's because like I had to figure out how to make sure that, yes, I get paid and I'm not worried about money or else I'd be taking on side gigs to try and support the main gig. You know, I'm able to show up fully for the students because I charge fairly and then I am fully present. So when people need me, I am there to help them and to hold space. But if you don't do that, then you end up doing like three different things. And even your purpose, you don't truly live it because you're worried about money and you need to now figure out how to pay the bills so that you can keep pushing your purpose. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, Tusani, when did you start suspecting that your money story wasn't just about money? I'm sure it was long before you even knew about the Money Magic course. What incident made you aware that, hmm, Maybe this is not just about the money. There's something more going on here. You, you know, I think my, my aha moment on this one, it was actually yeah. twofold. And yeah. I think the initial 
moment for me when I realized that this whole thing goes deeper than money and, 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 and yeah. how I'm looking at this was um, when my marriage was falling to pieces. And um, mm. actually at that point, um, it was like the last stages of uh, yeah. my marriage. And yeah. at that point, you know, I was weighing something like 145 kilograms. Wow. And I was having all these issues with breathing, you know, anxiety <gasps> attacks. And I was having issues with um, wow. sleeping. And I was also, you know, engaging in undercover smoking. And, um, oh my you know, gosh. Like, wine and I were like, we're friends. I mean, look, I still do love to enjoy my wine, but I think now I'm working yeah. on putting limits and things. But I think for me, it was, yeah, at that point when I would wake up in the morning and uh, I wouldn't recognize the woman who was actually looking at me in the mirror. And wow. then I realized because there were so many money issues as well within the marriage. Yeah. It was masking so many other issues. You know, oh, I was not wow. other emotional issues, spiritual issues, all the other issues. Yeah. So it was it was just becoming a a cover. But you know, when oh. I started moving forward, mm. and that's funny because I started asking myself, you know, because when I, I remember when I started working and when I started doing things for myself, it was very easy for me to, you know, to manifest money or to conceptualize something, yeah. to do up something and yeah. you want to see it coming to life. It yeah. would take me a snap of a moment to do that. Wow. And I could understand why when I was in this situation where I'm supposed to be happily married, there mm. was scarcity in terms of manifestation, the scarcity in terms of everything. All you see is lack. Sure. All you just see is blockages and all types of things. But I think, yeah. you know, when I started trying to investigate a way of moving forward as I was trying yeah. to get out of the marriage, then I made the connection, Vangile, that, you know, there's a connection between emotions, spiritual, generational pattern, yeah. budget, sex. Yeah. It's, it's another yes. old story because, I mean, one day we must talk about people who can manifest using that kind of space. And it's a space that is... It's sacred. I love the work that we do with Womb Wednesdays, you know. Yes. So guys, if you're listening in, Womb Wednesday is a thing that we do in the Money Magic student group for the Money Magic students. We work with the womb. And I don't teach that. That's the beauty of it. Two students actually teach that. And they are incredible. They took over from me. I guess I wasn't doing a great job. <laughs> They took over, but I'm grateful. I asked them to because they just were so much more knowledgeable. But, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's not that you were not doing a great job, but 
I think you know where your biggest strengths are. I do. And, and um, Womb Wednesday was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but you do know that uh, I, I love to hibernate and I love to go for long periods when I don't talk. But even when I'm not yes. talking within the group, it doesn't mean I'm not doing the work. So for me, you know, like some of the dialogues that go on in there, I get shocked because <laughs> I it's, am it's, too. <laughs> it's fundamental stuff that has the yeah. potential to rock the world in a positive yeah. way. Yes. Like, so with Womb Wednesday, the way that Polite and Putanang um do it it's just phenomenal you know like i just it's amazing the conversations that they bring us to the things that they are asking us to explore within our wombs within our bodies i just Mm -hmm. i don't i don't even know how people do life without the space like i don't i don't do life without the space and i'm like wow (laughs) but i interrupted you to sunny so um let's get back so you were saying that you were able to manifest at the flick of your hands and you also noticed that uh, there was the sacred space of sex in, in manifesting and then what happened something happened in the marriage obviously it must have triggered something to make that just kind of put it on pause, which happens when we're traumatized, right? And triggered. True, true. But, but you, you see, because I had married someone who I believed was a, and it may sound a bit, I don't want to say far-fetched to <laughs> some people who don't operate in that dimension, but because I yeah. believe that I was married to someone, initially I thought we were on the same spiritual level. Yes. And you know also, talking about energy, energy translates yeah. into everything. I believe that yes. energy, it, it, this is true. It's, it operates along the lines of faith, you know, mm. because what you are able to do in the different dimensions, that is what anybody in any terms of spirituality would tell you, basically Christianity would tell you. Mm. I don't know much about uh, Buddhism and Hinduism, but I'm sure, you know, you can find the congregation. Yes. So now, I'm glad to hear that. I'm finding myself married to this person and I believe that we are walking on the same spiritual path. Mm. And, you know, it's actually, I got divorced before the ink was even dry. Now I'm I'm telling you my my, my (laughs) book. I go into detail in the book. Yes. No, please do. Like, I feel like we all, everyone listening in now wants to read the book. So please tell us so that we can also go get the book and fill in the other blanks. (laughs) Before the ink is basically dry on the marriage certificate. Sure. Um... The red flags that anybody would have believed that should have been red flags mm. when we were in courtship or dating, they start yes. manifesting left, right, and center. 
and in the, the biggest, marriage yes wow and the biggest red flags had to do with money it seemed as if every single time i would turn around to engage it's it's money it's it's either and you know what the gentleman was a, is a very good person we were just traveling yes. to different parts but the yes. reality of the matter is you remember if we saying money is energy so if yes. someone is, is withholding money in a relationship it means you're withholding Yes. Energy. And that energy Ooh, you just dropped a sermon on us. I just want to be like, whoa, okay, keep going. Keep going. Wow, like a whole sermon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that energy which is being withheld at the bank. Yeah. It must still either you must create energy in the bedroom sexually. So because you you're having all these underlying issues it's either you're going to create energies in the bedroom or you're going to withhold them it it just translates into all your spaces you know i, I don't know it ever ever yes you have yes you have because this is why you do the work that you do. <laughs> going through a situation where you hit rock bottom to the point where if rock bottom had a picture in the dictionary to point at you would be the picture you know because yes you, i yeah. was the one was driving around with a car with a light that is flickering with no petrol and that had never happened to me because i had always yeah. been operating from a place of abundance and opulence and wealth and i don't think i had ever experienced yeah lack before getting sure. married I mean like if you look at my family history now to yeah. have to go through a process where you experience lack and scarcity because you're married yeah. for me I started looking at patterns you know mm. I I I had to look at patterns Yeah. I, had to look at I love that we're having this conversation. Like keep going you had to look at patterns and <laughs> I think it's so powerful because this is the truth is that there's this assumption especially that we give to young women right that mm. getting married is going to lead to abundance. It's going to solve all your problems. And yet yeah. you are two different human beings. And what if marriage brings your problems and it it works both ways right like it could be for men or for women but like what if now this is the other energy coming into the relationship and how does it affect your energy is it adding or is it subtracting in terms of abundance and the life that you're trying to build so key and just adding on to what you're saying Vangile Also you know the way in which we approach uh, money and relationships we also bring yeah. our underlying beliefs it's yes. the things that we are socialized with yes. the things that we experience how we view money it comes yes. into the picture so yes i was married to someone who believed that i was a what's the word um that describes <laughs> someone who just spends frivolously 
that was that was so you have this person who and in my eyes i'm viewing him as a protector as a potential provider not that i'm not working i'm working i'm making my own but i mean yes if you're married it means somebody has to provide somebody has to do the things that they have to do as you know the head of the family and uh, yes. then you have this person who is withholding money or stashing it away from you so that's hiding energy from you you can know? you imagine so they're Absolutely. literally taking the money and hiding it not even spending it or spending it frivolously that is heartbreaking unfortunately so they are yeah. looking at you as a bank actually you know, (laughs) I love that you are saying that because I think for me, it took me the hardest time to be able to vocalize these things, you know, because Mm. of um, the cultural uh, background that I have and, 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 and the work that I do. I'm a very diplomatic person. But you yes. know, when I had to do the work and, and face my demons and go into yes. the space of healing, I had to be honest yes. and put it as you are saying. It, it's yes. as pain, you know? It's, it's harsh, but wow. And then, of course, this is, and this is the thing, right? What we know from Womb Wednesday is that, like, mm. if someone's taking energy and not replacing energy the womb is going to dry up energetically right like suddenly because they are taking more than they're giving so for women we are manifesting from the womb space so if someone is just taking you're still having uh, sex with them they're still taking money so they are taking more than they're giving they are depleting us and the womb energy depletes and that makes it so hard for us as women to then manifest from this depleted space. And the crazy thing is men don't realize that also when our wombs are depleted, we cannot power them in terms of womb magic and just energetically, right? So it's, it just causes so many marital issues because someone is thinking, I'm just gaining, I'm just going to take from this woman. Well, guess what? You're also depleting from yourself because that energy that if you had been replacing and replenishing mm-hmm. and really giving would be what powers you as well you know yes. so yes, absolutely totally wow totally. so then you heard about the money magic course right what did you imagine it was now you're in the midst of stuff you started also with your own inner work what did you think this was? <laughs> what did you expect to be doing in the course? I know everybody probably thought it was a budgeting <laughs> and like the practical stuff. <laughs> Trust me, I think maybe because of the fact that I was in transition already, you know, mm. and maybe I had already sent out vibes out there in terms of um, what I was looking for. Because I was already yeah. looking for um, a money coach. Ah. So for me, I expected us to be doing a whole lot of 
the work that we do apart you know apart from the budgeting stuff yeah. putting money into perspective in terms of having a project timelines in terms of how you will make your money that i see yeah i think for me i was also looking for a group that i could engage with and relate mm. with um yes without having to explain myself in a whole lot of way but i was also mm. looking for the practical tools that you're talking about you know yes. because i think for the longest possible time even though i had been in spaces previously where i could manifest i was not using yeah. practical tools to engage with money practical tools yeah. like um, using an excel spreadsheet to have a budget in terms of yes. tracking your money um yes. being able to look at um practical methodology in terms of how you can expand and have multiple streams of income the mm. kind of work that you delve deeper into um in the yes. in the podcast with uh, mizo i mean yes uh, those are pra- the practical tools that i yes. think i was going to get on this course Yes. Oh, that's interesting. You saw more of the spiritual and emotional side and and you didn't expect the practical stuff. And we've had other I've had like two guests before you who are like, yeah, maybe I thought like there would be more it would be more the budgeting and hard things. So this is so interesting like perception, right? So now that you've joined the course, what do you think about it and how do you feel about having signed up? Any regrets, bias remorse? <laughs> how do I feel about the course now? Yes, how now I that you've signed up. Okay? Yes. <laughs> I you know, I think you and I at some point we had this inbox dialogue where i was like i was telling you oh vangile okay this was such a worthwhile investment but yo every single month when that david order goes through man i think and yeah. i remember you going through you know the motions with me to say you know what it hang in there yes it may feel as if it's it's a tad much but it's going to to pay off you know you you comforted me and you 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 cushioned yeah. me but uh on a personal level i'm so glad that i took the leap of faith and uh <laughs> registered for this course but i i i didn't know what it was it was really going to 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 bring yeah. and you know i am so glad i i think maybe i'm one of your youngest magicians your youngest yeah. student in the course yeah the earliest in the course yeah <laughs> you are one and, of the first that yeah <laughs> and i've gone through like you know like the initial stages where i'd be like thinking what on earth did i sign up for what's going <laughs> on here like am i at the right place and you know also just <laughs> going through the motions where you think did i just waste my money and then you yes. think okay i'm gonna hang on um i'm yeah. learning something new let me see what comes up maybe something will change 
But yeah. uh, you know, I did a, a, a post a while back after I yes. got my breakthrough where I said, just before that breakthrough came through, I went through <laughs> the most. <laughs> I, you know, I literally was short of writing you a message to say, Sangile, um, our last, uh, the, the, the debit order that will go off this month will be the last. But what do you know? I, I don't know what would have happened if I had done that. So I think in a space of 12 months, Vangile, yes. the, the shifts that I've seen for, for, yeah. for me, you know, in yes. terms of my personal money patterns, I think yeah. it's been incredible. And <laughs> despite all that, but I know what it's like because for the students, it's not just that you guys are paying the money, it's that you are, like you said, you've landed in this course and then it is asking you to go dig into your traumas. And then that's the thing that I think people message me and I like, listen, I don't like, I want it nice and easy. And then they get me who goes, just sit with that trauma. It will be fine. Give it another few months. You'll be okay. <laughs> but Vangile, uh, for me, I think, I don't know. This course may seem as if it's about money only. Yeah. No, I've seen not. all sorts of things happen when I dig deeper into the work. Like for yeah. instance, um, I would think that I'm getting closer to a certain person if I'm looking yeah. into having a relationship. I've seen yes. people just get up and go and and, and leave you know and I've, yeah. I've, I've learned to accept that that is God's way that is the universe's way of yes. sanitizing the space so that the work can be done and how mm. on earth are you going to be doing the work if you're busy depleting your energy exactly I've also learned to be honest about the kind of conversations that I have with myself about money Ooh, yes. and my family dynamics. You will remember wow. what yes. happened in December. December was a very rough time. And we were yeah. doing work in the group. I wasn't saying much, but I was doing yes. the work. And when I felt that I was in a space that was okay emotionally where I could engage yes. in the journaling process. I yeah. was journaling. Yes. Now, also, I know that you've got quite a few empaths in this group. So, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so, and I think December for me, yo, it was rough because you would also feel and Sometimes, yeah. you know, just not being able to separate whether, you know, am, am I holding space or <laughs> am I actually even still yeah. which yeah. space? But looking at all of that, sympathizing with yourself and being patient. Yeah, yeah. Being patient. Because that's the thing. It's like, I think we've been taught that this healing work needs to happen overnight. You know, yeah. that the breakthroughs happen overnight and it doesn't help sometimes being in the student group because you've got people that go and do like a few meditations and then a month later come back and tell you about all the stuff that they've manifested and share their photos and then you're thinking but but 
my, I've been doing this and my turn <laughs> isn't coming. <laughs> so it's hard. And I know because students message me and they'll be like, am I doing something wrong? Because you told so-and-so last week to go do this meditation. They went mm. and then mm. now their entire money has shifted. And I always mm. have to remind people, so-and-so's trauma is not your trauma. Yours probably goes deeper and has levels to it. So let's work with that, you know? So it's something so, I think I've also had to learn that because like I say, I'm not one of those students that does my own work and comes back and reports amazing things. As you guys know, in fact, I go and I keep reporting more insanity that I keep digging up. But when the shifts happen, it's always like, I think you guys have seen that it's always like something, wow, you know, but it does take me also being in the work because we are all very different, you know? So Tosani, what are some of the incredible things that you have seen? You've spoken about your relationship with money changing. Share with us what are some incredible things that have happened? You don't have to share amounts or anything. <laughs> like, let's just share. <laughs> what, what, what has happened? Before I get into that, I want to tell you about that uh, scenario with the guy who was driving the 1,8 million BMW. You know? Wow. I think for me, the first shift that I saw. Yes was that I learned to start to have a relationship with money and I yeah. learned to be able to identify what money looks like. What, what does money look like? I didn't know what money looked like before this course. Mm. Um, I, I love to say to my friends, if a million rand was to walk up to me up in the street and slap me on the mm. face, I wouldn't even recognize it because I, I didn't yeah. know respect and I didn't wow. know the kind of elements to look for in terms of uh, making money. You know, my yes. eyes I was simply mm. not. And so I remember, you know, it was after my marriage. Yeah. And this guy, you know, I had gone <laughs> to the bottle store to grab a bottle of wine. Uh, I'm coming out, Um, he's going in, he sees me, he stops, he goes gaga and everything. And (laughs) so we start checking (laughs) and I was leaning against this car. I remember so clearly. I had never ever seen a car like that in my life. And I was kicking the one tire of um, his car and he had this look on his face it was almost like he was annoyed you know and yeah i didn't know what the problem was but you know we swapped numbers and we made plans um to meet later you know yeah. at another particular date and the following day when i was in the house train i was reading a magazine and i yeah. slipped through you know like the car section yes and i saw that guy's car <laughs> and I saw the price tag. <laughs> and then I realized why that guy was looking so annoyed when I was kicking 
because he was basically thinking this girl has no idea that she's kicking around with 1,8 million. And so for me, to somebody, it may seem as if I'm bringing it down to a materialistic level. But for mm. me, it's making sure that money has a look and a feel to it. If you say to me now, what does 1,8 million look like? Yeah. I can tell you, it looks like that car or it looks like this house sure. or it looks like, you know, but sure. some of the things that I have done ever since I started work, walking this journey with you, Vangile, yeah. I've started um, using practical tools that you've shared. Yes. <laughs> use a budget now. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't want to say budget because you know we budget differently in the Money Magic course. We do not yes. cut down on expenses. We do not exactly. cut down on things we don't need. I will never ask you to, if you love going to the movies and it costs you like literally 20% of your budget, I will never ask you to stop going to the movies. Yes, so that's important to understand <laughs> guys if you're listening and freaking out <laughs> maybe also just to add on to that you know i think i told you just before i had my money shift i went and i spoiled myself with luxurious linen you know oh yes yes i remember <laughs> that I looked at the journey that I've been walking, you know, with with money. I mean, now Ah. I've created investment accounts where I (laughs) I save. And, you know, like, when you look at the fact (laughs) that... um, a year and a half ago, that was not even a possibility, even though wow. I was getting by. I, I look at it, should something happen? Should I need mm. to move in any kind of way now? Yes. It's a possibility without going into a tailspin. Yes. I mean, to be in a position where you say, you know what? This month, I'm going to reward myself with linen. Yes. And you do it. And you yes. save. And you still pay debt. Yes. And you still pay your obligations. Yes. I, I, I remember there was one time when you said, it's fine, you must save and you must do towards your obligations as much as you do. But don't do too much to a point where you're going to just rebel. And yes. that is always with me yes you know yes because the thing is that like we get so frustrated and ashamed mm-hmm. of the debt that we want to get rid of the debt tomorrow but once we work yes. through the shame we work through the frustrations we can pace ourselves and sometimes even pay off the debt faster but like first we need to have a strategy and a plan and have worked through those emotions right? And that also gives us time to then save. Because that's the other thing. People will say, should I save or pay back debt? And I'm like, maybe it's not an either or 
conversation. It's an and and conversation. How can I pay back my debt and save? Mm. You know, it's not this either or. Either I pay back debts or I save. What kind of conversation yeah. is that? True, true, true. <laughs> and then you know another one which when I started implementing, you know, yes, I think the people around me at work family, church, everywhere, people thought I was going crazy because I started, <laughs> I started being very jealous of my time. And it's not to say I don't yes. waste time. I love wasting time. Eh? <laughs> but I mean, for things that matter, like for instance, I yeah. love sleeping. It's like yes. one of my favorite things to do. And I mean, if it means that I have to tell people that I'm busy so that I can catch up on sleep, I'll do it. (laughs) I I have to make sure that I must do that in so that, you know, it gives you time to also dream and think about other things. Mm. But, you know, I started saying to friends and family, if we are spending time together and all we do is think about maybe partying or jokes and there's nothing wrong with all those things that i'm talking about yes of course but i started saying to them let's think about ways of making money Mm. you know i said to one of my best oh (sighs) i i started saying to my one friend by the end of this year, and that was meaning 2020, I said to her, yes. our friendship needs to have evolved so much. We need to be making money. Yes, let's be friends. Let's yes. have fun. Let's talk money. Let's just, let's, let, let's make money, you know, because otherwise, yeah. it's not. And I also, I started looking at the inner circle, Vangile, you know, mm. I, I, I was that ruthless. I looked at the sure. inner circle. And I think sometimes when we start doing this work, yes. it's not every single person going to find resonance with the work that we do. Yes. I, I, I had to say to myself, who is going to slow me down on my money journey and who is going mm. to make me faster? And, you know, I'm yes. so happy to tell you, Vangile, I've, I've got, like, my one person, he, he, he's, like, my power weapon. I know that, you know, it doesn't yes. matter however crazy an idea I'm thinking about or conceptualizing. Yes. He's going to find an angle to either say it works or it doesn't. So he yes. also is looking at systems and processes. Yes. So it was just... Oh, my goodness. You basically had a whole life overhaul, hey? And then the last one. (laughs) Wow, it keeps growing, but keep going. I love it. (laughs) You know how we love to say the work works, right? Yes. Who started that? I don't know which of the Money Magic students started that. I know uh, hashtag healing we are was uh, Lebo Kang, I think. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know who started the work works. (laughs) The other key one for me. Yes. Which I put into place. 
Yeah. I started putting a monetary worth on myself in terms of the work wow. that I produce in the office, in terms of the hours wow. that I'm giving to my boss. And yes. I had this conversation where I asked myself, what I do, is it aligning to the paycheck, you know, that I'm wow. actually receiving? And I think it's a conversation that started in the work that we are doing in this course. Yes. And I actually yes. even went to HR to ask for a personal breakdown in terms of what I get, in terms of package. You're kidding and me. And then to a financial advisor. And I said yes. to this lady, can you rate my financial worth in terms of work that I would give to a boss? So she sat down with me. She did. And I had no idea that you could break down these things in terms of calculation. She looked what? at um, my... This is the first I hear of it. <laughs> she looked at the um, skill set that I had. She looked at the experience. I mean, I was looking at an odd 20 years worth of international relations experience that I've gathered, wow. you know. She looked at all of those things. And you know, when she told me the package that I could negotiate if I was to go to an interview compared to yes. what I currently make. Look, I'm grateful for work. Yes. But for me, now when I go for an interview, I'm bold yes. enough to have a totally different conversation. Yes. You know, because yes. I, I know what I bring to the table. Yes. So this course, for me, I think it also helped to develop. It's a sense of self-worth and self-confidence, Vangile. And I was sure. lacking in that. I was lacking wow. in that. Wow. I can't imagine you lacking in that. But, <laughs> wow. Honestly, like, wow. This is just incredible. And I think... I think what I find powerful about the course and especially being in the student group is sometimes even I'm shocked how students will mm -hmm. literally come to the party and say, this is how much I earn. These are my issues. How do I yes. up this? How do I increase this? It's yes. that boldness and that I think it's, again, it's the similar tribe thing, right? Is that we all know that if I come here and I say what it is that I'm making in my business or earning or how much I have in my bank account, nobody's going to react some type of way. People are going to, and if I say I want this kind of advice to be able to double or triple this, I think that I'm supposed to be earning more than this or I'm supposed to be charging more than this in my business. Help me. How do I do that? So many, because mm. we all come from so many varied backgrounds with such yes. rich experience. It's not just me that is giving an opinion. I'll give like <clears throat> my own opinion. And then like, there'll be like 20 other people who give like very specific and really interesting opinions. And once you take, mm. oh, once you take on those opinions and decide what works for you, people like mm. really are able to just break through because the problem is that we live in a society where we're not allowed to talk about money. We're not allowed to talk about how much we earn. We're not allowed to talk about how much we have in our bank accounts. We've been made to feel ashamed of it, to, be, to feel scared that people will judge us, people will be jealous of us, people will bewitch us. And I just feel like being in a space where you can just be like, guys, this is the real deal. This is where I'm 
at let's dissect me, you know, let's analyze yeah. how I can go beyond this. That is so powerful. Mm. You know, mm. it's so yes. incredibly powerful. I mean, I recently did that with my own coaching fees, right? I went into yes. the student group and I shared and I was like, this is what I want to do now. What are you yes. guys thinking? How are you feeling? All this. And people gave feedback, you know, I was like, mm. oh, thank you. But this is the power of having a tribe that is doing the work and cognizant of their own traumas, right? Mm. So I think that's where the power lies. So thank mm. you so much for sharing that because I think so many of us have very really looked at our earnings and that's a huge part of the mm. course is like, what is your income, right? Because that's powerful. Mm. So, mm. wow, Tusani. Let's talk about the three lessons or meditations in the course that you feel have made an impact in your relationship with money and in your mindset with money. There's been actually two that have served as an anchor for me, you know, yeah. like, and I literally, now when I'm taking the, the 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 steps of going deeper into this work more seriously. Mm. I ask, I go through these lessons almost every other day. I'm not going to say every wow. day. So the first one is what specific amount of money do I need in figures in my bank account every month or every year if I am to live yes. the life that I want? you know yes and Amen. the second one is and i remember you know when i heard you asking it for the first time <laughs> like, how do you even put that into like a mental picture <laughs> but it's what would my life look like if i had the money that i wanted per mm. month and yes. per year, you know yes and yeah. In doing the lessons, you know, in terms of those two lessons, I've had to be very honest in dealing with my fear of expansion. <laughs> and in having to put down figures to start answering mm-hmm. or charting the way forward in terms of answering to me. Vangile, can you, yeah. can you imagine writing 500,000 to say, I am not looking for 500,000 per year. I'm looking for 500,000 per month. And then you listen to Marjo Spin's podcast on the Property Magicians podcast. And then you hear that that is possible. And Marjo Spin has this amazing story of going from a domestic worker to making 500,000 per month. Yes. cash flow in her building of course it's not a profit but it's still yes. cash flow which means that the income is possible which is what we're working with is the income the possibility yes. of that income wow yes. <laughs> yes. but you know practically in doing the work for these yeah. two lessons Vangile, because for me they basically I look at them as if they are my matching orders you know, yes. so how I've, I've, I've translated these two lessons. Yes. 
I see them on my bedroom wall every single morning because I've put up yes. a vision board, you know. Ah, and yes. my vision board has got, I've got milestones in terms of I, I need to move to be able to make money per month and per day. So I've broken it down to two-year time phrases, three years, five years. Eventually, one day, I'll be brave enough to get to 10 and 15. And yes. I would like to reach a point where I break it down into actionable plans. Yes. But yes. I don't know if, I think I forgot to tell you that the consultancy, you know, one of the outcomes yes. of, of me being in the course is the consultancy is now practicing. So because wow. I've received the best contract, yes. you know, Oh my and, gosh. Well, you forgot to tell us that you have an extra stream of income that you've gotten from the, from the course, from doing the course. So, wow. I love it. Just oh. before I, oh, when lockdown started, like I said, yes. I was doing the work and it was yes. painful. And it was, it was <laughs> I pitched. I'm, I pitched I'm just laughing. <laughs> and oh. I remember, you know, the pitch was closing at um, half past four in the afternoon. Yes. And I literally put in the pitch at um, 25 minutes past four. Oh. And I mean, I looked at what I had put in the proposal and I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's fine. I did the work if they... If it's, it works, it works. If it doesn't, I've done something during this lockdown. I forgot. Yeah. And you wow. remember that warrior that I kept saying that he's like my go-to guy. I run all my ideas by him. Yes. He had been very patient with listening to me talking about this consultancy. Mm. You know the act of pitching, right? Yes. For a contract. It's creating energy and the space for the divine mm, in one yes. to operate. Remember, you did say that you want to expand as a person in the yes in the, in the course. So yes. I, I think it, it, it's a step of faith. I did that, mm. did the work, even though sometimes here and there, you know, the, the issues <laughs> of not being consistent, but I did the work. Yes, I showed up. Yes, and once yes. you open up those spaces, the universe and God will respond appropriately. I mean, yes. a signed stream of income that is going to give me 40,000 rand in 30 days. For me, <laughs> it's like... Wow. Wow. I don't even make that much. I mean, salary-wise. You know? Wow. Wow. That just, like, makes me so happy to hear. Thank you. It's to (laughs) say, if if you show up and you you need to trust the process, even if it yes. feels like nothing is happening, things are yes. shifting in certain dimensions. Mm. Yes. And, and I want to say I understand about feeling like nothing is happening because 
Lord knows there are times when I do my own work in the course and I'm Mm. like, this is nonsense. All I'm feeling and experiencing (laughs) is pain, physical pain, emotional pain. I am just a body of pain. And sometimes I've gone into the course and said that and just said, I am just a body of pain right now. Like nothing is moving. But this is the beauty of the work. We stay in it because I think healing is not pretty. And I want to keep saying that it's not always pretty. Sometimes you get lucky and it's easy and pretty, but the wound cleaning it is horrible. Yeah, true. True. Mm. Wow. So you were doing the work and it felt like nothing was happening. And then boom. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, Funny thing is, I and I forgot to. I got another tiny win, but I think because that win happened when I was not in a good space of mind emotionally, yeah. and what I mean, I got a cash back of like five thousand rand, and I, I also wow. still have that, you know, because wow. for me at that point, I was thinking universe, you're really seriously going to give me 5,000. God, come on. I mean, I could do with like more. <laughs> Not that I was ungrateful, but you know, 5,000. But 5, you wanted more. I There's did. no harm in that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I think we, we need to stop with the whole mentality of being apologetic about yes. what we we, we, we want or what we feel we yes, are worth. Yes, yes, yes. I, I love mm. that you said that, hey? I really, really, really love that you said that because it's so important and it's so powerful. And I think we, a huge part of what we also talk a lot about in the course, right? Especially for people who come from the religious background, it's been a battle mm. to say, it's okay to say I want more. It doesn't mean that I am ungrateful to God for what God has done for me, right? And I know the guilt because I've observed it from the students of like, of me always pushing and saying, what do you really want? And then it feels like you are saying what has been provided is not enough and it is not, you're not grateful. And I think... There's no harm in asking for more. But those are our wounds, right? And as we heal, we start to realize that actually it's okay to ask for more. It's completely okay. So a a lot of people, Tusani, think that they just, that doing the work is listening when, is listening to me when I show up on the live videos and when I post an article and then they get an aha moment or when I post in the larger group and say us Tuesdays, winning Wednesdays, and they think, no, we are doing the work. We are doing the deep work. What would you say to those people? (laughs) I would say if they feel that is the approach that works for them, you're Mina, I would love to see how that works out, you know, because <laughs> I, I think, you know, your blog and the videos, they yeah. basically are, they are supplementary tools. 
that yes. you use, you know, yes. side by side with a certain process, you know. Yes. And I think that the actual blueprint which any student mm. can find in terms of the work is found in the course. Yes. So yes. Love the video, it's a supplementary. The yes. course, it's a blueprint. And yes, the time, the way that that blueprint unfolds for me, you know, whether we yes. are doing lessons, whether people are engaging in meditations, or even when we're having live discussions, yes. that is when the work is actually unfolding. You know, wow. that is when the real yes. growth is, is taking place. That is when... Yeah. You know, when you get to engage 12 other different brains who do not think about money or life's journey, yes. the way that it forces yes. you to And what, what, what I love about that space is you walk the journey practically with us. You know, you facilitate yes. that of growth real time. So yes. there is, I don't see how any person can get that space of, of, of real-time growth with only yes. the blog. The blog is great. I mean, you know, when I do have a spare time every now and then, I will look up articles, you know, according to whatever issue I may want to to deal with or tackle at that matter, at that moment. Yes. But that's not going in depth. Yes, that's true. I mean, it's hard to go in depth. I think without the meditations, without the journal prompts, without even, because sometimes on the blog, I can suggest creating a budget, but in the course, it will then be, how do you feel about this budget? Here are the questions to ask. Here are the meditations that will help you process what it is that is going on. So there's so many other layers around that, which which I love. And I love doing the work with the students because I myself am not a guru, right? Like I don't see myself as a guru. I just see myself as someone who deeply understands the work, has walked the path in certain ways and is able to help others. And as I do the work, I think what you guys have seen is that there's new bodies of work that come up from that. Cause I'll be like, Oh, we may yeah. need for me yeah. to create a specific meditation or a specific lesson to help us go deeper into this. Because mm. I don't mm. also, I'm also not always aware of my entire thinking process that has gotten me here. So when yeah. students are asking questions, I can be like, oh, okay, this was my thinking process as to how I broke through when I had that issue. Let me create Mm. an exercise that people can make sense of. And sometimes Mm. it's a very practical, write down numbers, get out a calculator, uh, a calculator kind of exercise. And sometimes it's an Mm. emotional, spiritual thing. So I think it's Mm. really, I agree. Like I think the power is in the fact that we are all doing the work together. You know, it's, yeah. yeah, like reading everybody's stuff is always just like, whoa, this is incredible. <laughs> and how everybody responds to everyone else's discussions and posts, is, yes. it's mind-blowing. Yes. There's nothing yes. like it, you know? So uh, I so love it. That kind of feedback is, is, is not something that you can input on the blog. Mm, yes. Mm. I can't. 
where do I even start? You know, exactly. it's, exactly. it's just, and also because I think it's beautiful when we're all in the group because we all see each other's growth yes. process, right? Mm-hmm. It's like what someone wrote three months ago and then you keep seeing how they respond to things and then you see the process of their breakthrough it's just yeah. mind-blowing because you can track and say, wait, that person thought like that, and then they did this meditation, did this exercise, and then they continued, and then they keep feeding back. And then to mm. see the shift, it, yeah. I think that's also what makes all of us continue with the work because we're like, wow, yeah. that, that yeah. was wild. <laughs> like, I didn't <laughs> see that coming. <laughs> yeah. So I love it for that. So... My last question to you, Tusani, is the inner work is just this daily or almost daily thing, right? We don't always yes. do it daily, but this we keep coming back to it. Yes. So what is, um, do you have a routine or a process or a thing that keeps you on track? Because this is a lifetime course and it's a lifetime yes. work and the body of work mm-hmm. keeps growing. And sometimes we can just be like, effort. I don't want to be here. So what keeps you, do you have a sort of morning routine or a routine, an alarm that reminds you to come back to the work to do it? How do you keep going? I actually, I don't have like an alarm system that reminds me of doing the work, but my approach to this is like, you know how you would take a bath every single day? Yeah. Every single yes. day, it has to be done. So for mm. me, I take a couple of approaches which I have woven into one. You know. Mm. So if I get up in the morning, like I said to you, my vision board is on the wall where yes. I see it before I get out of bed. Yes. You know. So if already wow. I need to think of certain processes or relook certain things before I even step out of yeah. my bed to use the toilet or brush my teeth, yeah. I'm already looking at, you know, yeah. what works, what doesn't work. So I, I look yes. at the vision board, engage it every single day. Yes. And then, you know, I've also just learned, I pray, but you know now yeah. what has happened? with my prayer and meditation space for some funny reason. So in the morning, I would not go deeper into prayer and meditation. Yes. I'm starting to pray in the evenings and also to think mm. about you know, what, what needs to be done. And yes. journaling. Yes. Remembering to just have that process where you journal. I, I normally, I keep Three notebooks. You know, they're not fancy or anything. They're not fancy (laughs) or anything. But I love to separate out the work that we're doing. So the the one journal is specifically the money journal. So whatever project I will be working on that deals with the costs and my life journey, I jot down there. My other journal, it's like my dream journal. You know, I try to remember the about you know and wow pops up so i write about that in the other journal and the last one Mm. is um, it's my just my inspirational little things of 
nice to have oh. <laughs> you know <laughs> wow and i love that i also love to read ah can you see the, the title of the rules of wealth who wrote that yeah. wow who's the author steven templer oh wow steven templer that is amazing so I've started engaging in a process where I've told myself that I have to read about money. I have to engage about yes. money. About money on a daily basis. Mm. So in the morning, I'm not yet at that your level and Mizo's level where you and Mizo are going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because of the property podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you know, one day I'm going to invest in a course on investing on the stock exchange because I want to reach a level mm. where in the mornings I must be able to understand how yeah. money is, you know? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I and agree with that. I also like to take a look at what the students are doing. Who's doing what? Oh. That's my favorite thing, like jumping into the course group and just being immersed in, yeah. in like the money stories. It's just, yeah. it's just beautiful. So it's, it's a thing in the morning. Yeah. yeah. It's also my thing in the morning. Before I do the work, I love to start off and see what's mm. happening in the student group. Because often it's like there's so much inspirational stuff. There's just so much like aha moments. Yeah. And then I sit with that and I think, How does that apply to my money journey today? You know, or how's that been applying to my entire money journey for now? Am I seeing myself in this? Yeah. Have I dealt with this? Or is this something that I am ignoring? Or is this just a non-issue and just an interesting student issue? It's just so powerful. And I know I'm not the only one that does that in the student group. I know that the students are like, they get getting that mm-hmm. from each other where they start to see mm-hmm. where is this in their lives as well. So, mm-hmm. so super powerful. Wow. So Chusani, there are people on here who are wondering how they can A, get hold of you to buy your book, B, get hold of you to hire you as a consultant, especially around packaging their brand and bringing it to international audiences. Mm. So how do people get hold of you? How they can get hold of me is um, through my Facebook profile, most importantly. Yes. Okay. I've packaged it in such a way that people will be able to see my work experience and yes. what I would bring to the table if they were to engage me. So uh, yeah. on my profile, they'll be able to see speaking engagements, um, yeah. consultancy, It's a new thing, yeah. but they would also be able to see a whole lot of the international relations work that I do and yeah. a bit of the publishing yeah. aspect. So I am yeah. Tusani Muraozi on Facebook. Yeah. They can also pick me up on the same name and surname LinkedIn as well. Yes. I'm available on LinkedIn. Yes. And the same way that I've packaged myself on uh, Facebook is how I've packaged myself on LinkedIn because I believe in uh, consistency. 
Yeah. And then they can also <laughs> reach me on uh, plus two seven. Um, on WhatsApp, seven, right? Plus two seven. Seven two. Seven two. Six oh eight. Two zero eight seven. So I'm available on WhatsApp um, 24-7. The kind of work that I do, really. Yeah. And by email, I am found on um, to say, it's T-H-U-S-A-N-I-R. So it's Tusani. No, no. Forgive me, that's my work address. Let me give you my personal <laughs> address. It's T H U S E I X to six at yahoo.com. Ah, okay, fantastic. So, guys, I will definitely be, um, I won't share to Sunny if you're listening on YouTube take down her WhatsApp number and her email address on your own. But if you are on my mailing list, you will receive this via email. So you'll receive the, her phone number and you'll receive her email via email and definitely have a conversation with her. Oh my gosh, Tasani, this, I did not know we would go so deep. I mean, we've spoken about womb energy, we've spoken about money, we have spoken about marriage, we've spoken about so many incredible things. This is why I feel, at first I felt like, I was like, oh, I don't know about these, like how are they going to be different from say, just like talking about the money magic course, but I am loving the depth of these conversations around money because we didn't really talk about money in our society, especially so deeply around money and like how it can even affect the marriage on such a deep level, right? So, I mean, we talk about it in the student group, but Thank I'm you so happy very much to... For <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. And guys, if you want to be part of the Money Magic course and the Money Magic student group, which is part of the course, it's not a separate thing, right? Yes. So please feel free to go to wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. If the course is open for registration, do register at that link. Or else, if, uh, we, if you find that we are in between registration and close for registration, just put your name on the waiting list or shoot me an inbox or an email, right? I'm always available via inbox, always available via email. Would love to have you in the course and to have you change your money journey as well, right? So thank you. Money um, Magicians for tuning in. Thank you to Sunny. I'm going to call it a day. See you in the next part of the series, episode four. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. 
I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.